exciting. Okay, the first thing I'm going to do is take your picture because there's lots of people praying for you back at home. So, ready? Act excited. Yeah, that was kind of good. Okay. You were like half excited, but I won't take it personal. Okay. Hi, everybody. Whew. Going back-to-back seminars. Take a breath. Ready. How was seminar one? Good? Good. I was excited to hear the topics. All right. My name is Kelly, and uh, I want this, this uh, seminar to be super practical for you guys. I really want you guys to walk out and feel really empowered. I want you to feel like, all right, I can do this. So that's the, my heart. I really want you to feel inspired by some of the stories that you're going to be hearing about students. Uh, as a ministry, we get to help students share the gospel in their schools. And this year, we're coaching students in about 300 different middle school and high school students around the nation. So you are not alone. And I want you to feel inspired by other students. And then I hope that the Lord does a work in your heart where you think, okay, I can do this. And we even have, can, we, can I just pick on you? One of our students that we're coaching, stand up, she goes to El Medina High School in Southern California, and this is a, when she walked in, this is a, a Meant for More shirt. You're actually going to see it on a video, and we give students uh, these shirts where they can wear these to do outreach on their campus, and when she walked in, I was like, you have one of our shirts, so she's one of the students that we're actually getting to coach, which I really love. Hey, guys, come on in. Here's a packet for you right here. If you missed it, here, just grab it here. Grab a packet when you guys walk in. How many of you guys go to public school? How many of you guys go to private school? And how many of you guys are homeschooled? Awesome. Love it. The homeschoolers are always the loudest group. I love it. Um, I was homeschooled, so the Lord has me in a public school ministry. But I want to tell you, no matter what school you're in, the Lord can use you to reach your friends with the gospel. So don't check out. All right, guys, listen. Okay. Um, I want to ask you a question. Why did you come and what are you seeing in your friends that makes you feel like, I want to learn how to share the gospel with them? Oh, hey, you played with my kid earlier. Thank you. <laughs> you, bo- you both did, sorry. Um, when I was setting up, they were in here playing with my baby earlier. Um, I know, I have two little kids. They're so cute. Why are you guys here? What problems are you guys seeing in your generation? What are you seeing as you think about the halls of your school, the conversations you're having with your friends? What are you seeing in their lives. Shout it out. Drugs. What? Depression. Something back here? Earthly desires. Anxiety. Relative truth. Relative truth. Yep. What else? What else? Parents divorce. That's a big impact on their lives. What did you say? Stress. A lot of pressure on this society, on your generation. Huge society. So guys, when I think about those things, and these are the things that you're seeing firsthand in your friends, what I would say about that is that those are physical symptoms of a spiritual problem. And I truly believe that Jesus can meet each one of those students in each one of those situations and bring life. I want to know if you guys actually believe that. Because if you do, the gospel is so relevant. The gospel is so relevant if you can help bring hope to their, beyond their circumstances. Think about that. If you could tell your friend who is depressed and anxious and life is hard, Jesus provides hope beyond your circumstances. Or if we, how does the Lord bring hope and dependence and anxiety? And, and, and how does God bring freedom from addiction? And how does God bring, uh, um, 
freedom is the word that just keeps coming to mind. Freedom, guys. What if your generation was free? What if your generation was free? Your friends on your campus, how would that change? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Maybe you want to make a difference, but you don't know how. Uh, Over the years, we've helped students in over 500 schools do exactly what I want to share with you, just like the rocks are over here doing it. She's just a normal person doing awesome ministry, and the Lord is using her on her campus, which I love. So I want to share with you that God can use you. Let me tell you about a student named Jackson. I told you about Matthew in the chapel, but let me tell you about Jackson here. Jackson goes to Richards High School out in Chicago, and Jackson is just a normal cool kid, but he realized, and he looked around his campus, and he saw the brokenness of his friends, and he said, I want to make a difference. So he became a decision point leader with us. We started to coach him. He started a Christian club. He hosted a week of outreach on his campus, which was cool. Every single day they were doing something creative to talk about Jesus and invite their friends to hear about it. They gave out Chick-fil-A. They gave out Bibles. They gave out gospel tracts. They gave out life books. More of that in just a minute. And 270 of his friends came to hear about Jesus. By choice. No one forced them. They could have walked out at any point, but those are 270 students that were walking your, your campuses that said, hey, I'm really curious to know what this is. All. I'm meant for more? What does that mean? I don't think I'm meant for anything. Wait, you're going to talk about Jesus? I have questions about Jesus. And 270 came, and one student in particular, his name was Muhammad. Muhammad was a Muslim, and in Muhammad's family, he was not allowed to, hear it, to learn anything about Jesus. Like, he was very bound, very culturally Muslim. Well, he had questions about Jesus, and so he came every single day on his campus to come hear about the Lord, and at the end of the week, guess what? Muhammad got saved, which was awesome. And when Jackson followed up with him to say, hey, I'd love to plug you into my church, ask you any more questions, he said, I want to let you know, I'm not a Muslim anymore. I'm a follower of Jesus. And then he started posting really boldly on social media, and I just love this. He wrote this, God, thank you for making a way for me to have a relationship with you. Show me how I can spend intentional time with you, with knowing you, and in Jesus' name, amen. Muhammad's life is forever changed because of Jackson. Jackson was just a kid that God used. He got the tools, and the Lord used him. Isn't that cool? So if God could use Jackson, absolutely God could use you. But maybe you're just wondering, I don't know. Maybe you're insecure. Maybe you're like, I don't know, I'm not that great of a leader. Or I don't know, like the Lord, the enemy is just like kind of throwing some doubts in your way. I want to give you three verses that I hope fill you with confidence because you don't go at this alone. You in and of yourself, no offense, are not that special. You're just a person. Don't, don't take offense to that. Hear my heart in this. But with the power of the spirit on you and with God going with you onto your campus, you're unstoppable. Think about the disciples and the apostles. They were just normal people that the Lord absolutely used. So the first verse is Ephesians 3. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ask or think. God is able. You are not able. God is able. You are not able. But God is able. And you go at it with him. And he promises in Matthew 28 that he is with you. (sighs) Thankfully. Isn't it so amazing that the God of the universe and all of his power goes with you onto your campus to help you share your faith? And then praise the Lord Uh, 1 Timothy 4 says that God can use you even though you're young. You might think like, I don't know, let's just get through high school. (laughs) It's not that great. Let's just get through it. Or you could change your mindset to say, what if, I'm going to give you guys a big what if question. What if by the time you graduate, you could give every student on your campus the opportunity to hear the gospel? What if by the time you graduate, you could give every student on your campus the opportunity to hear the gospel? that's a purposeful high school years. 
That is really exciting. And I talked to so many students that have graduated that says, man, I just wasted my high school years. I just didn't do anything. I just didn't know what I could do. And now that I know what I could do, I wish I would have done it. So let me just tell you now that you're still here. You can do it. But you might be wondering, I don't know if any of you guys, public school kids again, raise your hand. Okay, public school students. Legally, you can share your faith. You might be wondering, I want to do this, but my administration has told me that I'm not allowed to do this. You can do it. They probably are just misinformed and don't know what you can do on your campus. So I talked to a student one time who said, I would love to do these outreaches that you're mentioning on campus, but my principal's already told me I can't talk about Jesus on my campus. And I said to him, respectfully, your principal is wrong. And you can go in and say, let me tell you about these two laws that I know about, and I actually am allowed to, as a student under the First Amendment with the Equal Access Act, allowed to share my faith on campus. And Mr. Principal, you actually can't even get in trouble. And even if somebody complains, it's okay. So I would really love to exercise my rights as a student and as an American with the laws that are put here. Can you let me do that? You know what that principal said? Okay. And now for years, there's been outreach happening on that campus because that student stood up for the rights that they had, which I love. So the first one is the First Amendment. The First Amendment is your freedom of speech. You're a student on your campus, but you don't give up your freedom of speech when you walk onto your campus. You can openly talk about your faith with your friends as long as it's during non-instructional time. You can't disrupt class and go rogue and do whatever you want to do. But if if you're before school, after school, at lunch, during passing periods, you can actively share your faith. You can also read, pray and read the word of God in school. You can give out the word of God on your campus. You can wear Christian clothes. You can do uh, school assignments even with Christian faith. You can walk in with confidence as a Christian and know that you cannot be stopped for sharing your faith. I love that. The next uh, law is the Equal Access Act. This one is brilliant. How many of you guys are in Christian clubs? Raise your hand higher. Guys, the law is 100% in your favor as a Christian club member or leader. Okay, the Equal Access Act basically says if one club can do something on campus, any club can do something on campus. So you can reserve rooms, you can have events, you can put up posters, you can pass out flyers, you can bring in your pastor, you could bring in an NFL player, you can do all these things as long as there's any other club on campus that's allowed to do anything. They cannot say to you, I'm sorry, you can't do that because you're a religious club. Nope, that's religious discrimination. And you can respectfully with a smile say, Actually, that's religious discrimination. Under the Equal Access Act, I can do that, and I'd like to do it. How fun. Don't waste the rights that you guys have as Christian club leaders. Get out of the walls of your classroom and start sharing the gospel because you're allowed to do so. So what I want to do is I'm going to have you guys watch a video because I want to show you what other students are doing. This is a school in Arizona, and I'm going to ask you this question while you think about it. What if God used you? You. What if God, I'm pointing you out, you. What if God used you to reach your school, your friends? What if God used you to reach your generation? It's a big ask, but watch these students and see the cool work that they're doing. Sharing the gospel at at Cienega is something I feel like to do because um, I really feel just this darkness at the school. I feel like just this light in in this dark room. It's hurting so bad, and students don't even know. They don't know how wonderful Jesus is, and that's what I hope to tell them and bring them the good news. I really want my peers to know just like the sacrifice that Jesus made for us, and just how much God loves us and unconditionally, because it's such like just a broken world, and people feel so unloved and feel the need to um, just be fake and like gain people's favor by 
like following the crowd. If there's something so much better, if they just pursue Jesus and just give them hope in their lives. You may be the only Christian that they've talked to ever, or that has really been intentional with them. It's really cool to see um, the fruits of like what happens at these outreach weeks. Uh, we've seen uh, probably hundreds, if not thousands, of people hear the gospel at our school. A lot of students who are not only coming for the food, but they're coming to hear what the speakers are talking about. We got to partner with some really cool pastors throughout the week that came in to do rallies at these schools. So they came in and they spoke on the gospel. Some of them shared their testimonies. At, our, at my home church, we're told all the time that high school is the biggest mission field in the world. And I really get to see that with all the hurt and broken students on our campus. And for me, this has helped me because it's helped equip me with the tools that, I, that I'm gonna need. Especially during Outreach Week, you really have to step outside of your comfort zone. It's just really helped me to be more bold and confident in my faith everywhere that I go. I could never imagine like having such a cool like event that like so many students are going to and hearing about God. All of a sudden, the pages of scripture become alive to them. Now it's not just a, a distant story in the past, and that would be nice if it happened today, but they get to see God experience in miraculous ways right in second period at their school. It's amazing. to see it cool to see what students are doing yeah I got some nods what stands out to you from that video would you like I have an alarm what stands out to you yeah go ahead shout it out Yeah, it's good. Yeah, they were like calm and telling them about the word and like just look at it and telling them. But if you don't, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, so she said so often people want to do it, but they're too afraid. But the students didn't look afraid that we're leading the outreach. And they weren't shoving it down anybody's throat. Yes and yes. And even if you are afraid, you can step out with courage and you can do it. So I'm sure they weren't like, this is the easiest thing I've ever done to share my faith on my campus. It is kind of hard, but they're doing it. And no, you're not shoving it down anybody's throat. That's the most beautiful part about this. Something else. What else stood out to you? Yeah. Seeing how many people were like drawn to it. Like, I don't know. Sometimes part of the fear is like, oh, what if they reject it? Yeah, what if they reject it? But actually students are interested. You'd be surprised. You really would be surprised how many students have questions, aren't going to church, and no, don't know where to go. You host a Christian event on campus, they will come. One more. Any other takeaways? Okay, to lead a, an on-campus outreach like that, it takes Christian club leaders. So how, are any of you guys existing Christian club leaders? Raise your hand. Hi. Okay, so we have a couple existing Christian club leaders. So for those of you that are existing Christian, you're already in leadership, do it. Just start. We can help you. Um, you can go onto our website, decisionpoint.org camp. And we can give you amazing resources to help you, empower you to reach your school. So we will not take over your club. We're not going to come in and do it for us. It's your club, but we have whatever resources you want. And we can give you personalized coaching. 
So this is the coolest part about it is we actually have some trained coaches that can meet with you over the phone, on Zoom, or depending on where you live, maybe even in person, and we can give you coaching to help you do this outreach. So we have amazing resources that I can just even rattle through with you um, to give you guys some hope of what could happen. We have a training guide that we can give you for your whole outreach for the year. We have club content, so students that want to learn, you want to learn, like, what do I do for the rest of the year, not just outreach. Uh, Gospel-centered club content. Um, what's the next one? Go to the next one. One more. Oh, we have amazing training videos on our website, so just go there, decisionpoint.org slash camp. Um, there's way more that I can give you in 30 minutes. Um, we'll send you this package for all of you club leaders with lots of fun swag and the shirts that you're wearing and training and sunglasses and all the fun things because it's really fun to be a leader. So for those of you that are existing club leaders, go go to our website and apply. We would love to coach and support you. If you're not a club leader, anybody involved in a Christian club but not the leader, okay, go tell the leaders all the cool things that you can do on campus. The video that you just watched, you can show your leaders, and maybe they've just never even thought about doing outreach on campus. You could step into leadership. You could say, what if we change just the purpose of our club to be more gospel-centered? If you do that, then apply, we'll give you the coaching. So we have to make sure that we're working with the club leaders, that's just how it works. But if you wanna do that, club members, go back to your leaders, cast vision. I think that's one of the best things that you can do. If you don't have a Christian club on your campus, but you're like, oh, I wish I could do this, start a Christian club. It's so easy, just start the Christian club. There's a video on our website, it just says, how do you start a Christian club? Do that, it's super easy, you just find an advisor and you sign up with the, with the school. It's really easy to start a Christian club, so you can do that. If you're in a Christian school, I just talked to somebody at the last seminar, students still need Jesus, and peer-to-peer -peer witnessing is even different than hearing the gospel in chapel or in Bible, in Bible classes. So absolutely, you can do this in your Christian schools, and then for those of you that are homeschooled, because you have so much extra time on your hands, go witnessing with your friends after school or help your friends plan their outreaches. You can be a guest on the campus. How fun for you to use the time that you have. So wherever you're at, you can be a part of these outreaches. So just want to encourage you with that. Um, if, oh, last part. If you're a graduating senior, if you're graduating and you're going off to college and you're like, well, I, should I just stop listening? No, you could actually do this while you're in college. So you could work with the local schools around your college. These are the coaches that we train up. So all of you in some way or another, in your response card, just write it out and we'll follow up with you in exactly your situation and we would love to help you beyond these 30 minutes uh, make an impact. Okay, so that's the outreach portion. That's like when I said on stage, like you could learn to do outreach like Matthew. That's outreach. Like you can do big outreach events on your campus and I would love to see this happen in every school across the nation. How incredible, like I said, if we could give every student on your campus the opportunity to hear the gospel before they graduate. Just absolutely incredible. But there are other things that you can do. So I'm going to now give you three challenges. Three challenges. Ready? I got it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Got three challenges that I'm going to give you to practically share your faith uh, this year. The first one starts with prayer. This is the Pray 5 Challenge. So we have the Pray 5 Challenge, Give God's Word Challenge, Go Witness Challenge. The Pray 5 Challenge is simply this. Pray. Got here? Yep. Commit to pray starting this summer, starting right now in a few minutes. Pray for five of your friends for five minutes for five weeks. Five of your friends for five minutes a day for five weeks. That, what are you praying for? That God would open up an opportunity to share the gospel with them for you. You're not just praying for this person to get saved. 
which ultimately is the goal. We desire for their salvation. But what I also desire is for your growth. I want you guys to grow in boldness and readiness. So if we're, as we're praying, we're praying that God would give you the opportunity for you to share your faith with those five friends. And then that the Lord would fill you with boldness, that you would speak clearly, and that ultimately that they would be saved. What a fun summer. If you prayed five minutes a day for five friends for five weeks for those people, do you know what's going to happen? Do you know what's going to happen? What do you think is going to happen if you, may, if you pray that prayer? God's going to open the door for you to share the gospel with those people because he wants you to share the gospel. And, if, and what's going to happen is your heart will be softened. You're going to start looking for opportunities. Uh, Paul prays in Colossians 4, he urges believers to pray steadfastly, to pray for open doors for the gospel, to pray that they would clearly share the gospel, and that they would pray for, they, he, pray, he asked them to pray for boldness. What if this summer you started your school year and you started to pray Ephesians and Colossians over your life and you started to pray for your pray five? I'm gonna read you a story about a guy named Daniel. He's a student that we got to coach and listen to his pray five story, I just love it. He says, I began to pray every day that God would give me opportunities to share my faith and that I would be courageous enough to take up those opportunities when they showed up. Soon enough, I was looking all over for these moments and guess what? I was finding the moments everywhere. The coolest thing that happened was my senior year, I got to share the gospel with my best friend. While eating Mongolian barbecue, the conversation turned to talk about eternity, God, the gospel. And that conversation turned into more conversations, and we got to answer some of the questions that he had about God. That year, my friend gave his life to Jesus. And now, years later, we still get together every week and talk, pray, and serve the church together. They're pastors in the same town. He says, was personal witnessing awkward? Yes. Was it worth it? A million times yes. I love that. Yeah, good clap. You can clap for him. I want to challenge you guys to pray like Daniel this summer. So I'm going to have you grab your response card. If you haven't been filling it out already, grab your response card and start to pray for the, or write down the first five names that come to your mind. Who is the Holy Spirit putting on your mind? Five people that you would say, I'm going to take that challenge today and I'm going to pray this summer. Pray for five people, write, write their names down right now. So these might be your, this might be your best friend. This might be somebody that you know on campus that you would just love to talk to. This might be a family member. I mean, I challenge some of you guys. What if you guys put down somebody on your campus, like they just pop into your mind, and you're like, that person would never get saved. Start praying for them and see if the Lord would give you an opportunity to share the gospel with them. So take a minute. Write down five people if you'll take this challenge. Anybody need a pen? Ready? Oh, oh, didn't make it. Sorry. <laughs> I hit somebody. Yeah. I won't throw that far. Hold on. All right, anybody got five names? 
Five names. Anybody got five names? Got five names? Yeah? Guys, take the challenge. I have a pray five list with my husband, and I'm not in high school anymore. But it has a neighbor on it and a cousin and a friend. And I am actively praying that the Lord would give me the opportunity, me, the opportunity to, to share the gospel with him. And then when God gives me the opportunity, me, nervous, human person, I pray that God would give me boldness and clarity to actually share the gospel and take him up on it. I'm praying it, and I pray it often. And it's really neat. I just got to share the gospel with a cousin who I've had on my pray five list for 10 years. I don't know. I have been praying for him forever. And guys, he got saved. So good. Okay. The next challenge I'm going to give you is the give God's word challenge. It's simply this. Guys, let's get the word of God into the hands of students. God's word is transformative, it is powerful, and the majority of your friends on your campus do not have a Bible. They may not have one in their language, they don't have one, they don't know where to get one, they've never even thought to read it. And what's happening in your generation, guys, is that there is a spiritual, they're spiritually illiterate. They don't know anything about God. Did you know that 50% of students, 50%, one in two, have never even heard John 3.16? we got to get the Word of God into people's hands. So what I want to challenge you guys to do, and I'm going to have you write down this, this uh, date, October 7th. October 7th is uh, Bring Your Bible to School Day. It's National Bring Your Bible to School Day. What if you guys banded together as friends, maybe got with your youth group, and said, hey, we're going to pass out Bibles on our campus. One of the things that you saw in this video is they were actually giving out God's Word with ice cream. I thought that was super creative. So students were saying, hey, we're giving out God's word and ice cream. You want one? Most students will say yes, and you think they're just there for the ice cream. But so many students will say, hey, thanks so much. I don't actually have a Bible. Hey, thanks so much. I really want to read this. Hey, thanks so much. I'm excited for this. The life book that you have in your hands, we gave you guys a life book as an example. The life book is the book of Mark. The book of Mark, portion of the Bible, this company, the life book, will send your pastor as many life books as you want for free. So as a youth pastor, you could say, or the student could say, hey, I want to pass out 100 Bibles or 100 life books to my friends on campus as part of this Give God's, World Ch- Give God's Word Challenge. Your youth pastor orders them. They get sent to your, your church. It's all completely free. So make sure you show this to your pastor, and you guys could do this as a youth group. Absolutely super, super fun. The last challenge that I want to give you is the Go Witness Challenge. This is a little bit scarier. This is the one where most people go, la, 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 never mind, I don't want to do this anymore. Okay, the Pray 5 Challenge, you're doing it with your friends. The, the Give God's Word Challenge, give the Word of God to people on campus. The Go Witness Challenge, grab a friend or two or five, pick a date this fall or multiple dates, go after school and actually start talking to, your, to people on your campus that you know or don't know about Jesus. It's called witnessing. And it's scary the first time you do it. The first time I went witnessing, my mouth was completely glued shut. I was convinced of it. I couldn't get my mouth to open and I couldn't get my feet to move. My friend said, we're going to go witnessing and we're going to talk to people. And I was like, this is the scariest thing I've ever done. You want me to go talk to people I don't know about Jesus? How do I do that? And literally a friend like grabbed me by the hand, like, come on, come on, you can do this. You can do this. And guys, it was beautiful to talk to somebody about Jesus. And this is what I would say. Hey, my name's Kelly. What's your name? Hi, Bryce. Hey, I'm out here with some friends, and we're talking to people about Jesus. Do you mind if I sit down and talk to you? We'd love to know what you think. Sure. Sure. It's about that simple. It's literally that simple. 
And sometimes you talk to somebody and they go, no. And you go, okay. And you walk away. And it's that simple. But let's go back to Bryce. What did Bryce say? Sure. I'll take a sure all day long. Because how awesome if you could sit down and know how to articulate your faith and sit down and have a conversation right then and there after school with Bryce. Bryce might give his life to the Lord right then and there. That's the, that's the go witness challenge. And it's a lot easier to do with friends to so do it with your youth group. But here's where I want to start. That's where I'm going to wrap up our time together. How do you actually share your faith? So all of this, pray five. Give God's word. Go witnessing. If and when... God opens the door for you to share your faith. Will you be ready? That's my question. If and when God opens the door, will you be ready? Or do you not know how to quite articulate your faith? Let's get you ready. This is how you have a a conversation with somebody. There's five steps to having a conversation with people about Jesus. Ready? Oh, I'm doing this really fast. Don't leave. You don't want to miss this. Five steps to doing the conversations. Prepare for the conversation. Begin the conversation. Share the gospel. Invite them to respond and prepare for follow-up. Most people get stuck just in starting the conversation. You just don't know how to walk up to Bryce and have a conversation. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you two words, a transition question. Transition question. You know what that transition question says? Hey, I don't think, like, let's say I knew Bryce. Hey, I don't think I've ever talked to you about Jesus. This is my friend on my Pray 5 list. Hey, I don't know if I've ever talked to you about Jesus. Can I talk to you? It's just that simple. I'm just going to keep saying that. It's just that simple. Hey, I don't know if I've ever talked to you about God. I would love to know what you think. Then he's going to say, sure. And then you ask a permission question. Hey, I would love to hear what you think, and I'd love to know if you're okay with me sharing what I think. Transition question, permission question, and you get going starting to talk about the gospel. It's just that simple. And then you get to say something like this. Hey, Bryce, can I tell you what I think about God? Sure. Sure. This is the most powerful word ever. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Bryce, God loves you, and he created you. And I want you to know that because most people don't know that God loves them. But Bryce, I have to tell you that you're a sinner. I had a student say to me one time, you just called me a sinner. I said, I know, because you are one. (laughs) It was awesome. But it was done with so much love. And I said, and that sin separates you from God, and I would be remiss if I didn't tell you about Jesus. Jesus died on the cross for your sins and you can have a personal relationship with him if you just accept him into your life. You can't just know it. you got to accept it. That's the basic gospel, guys. Hey, guys, over here. Shh, listen up. We're done in one minute. That's the basic gospel that you can give your friends. You can start a conversation, and you can share the gospel. So there's, I mean, guys, 30 minutes is like, whew, so fast. That's it in a nutshell, but there's lots more resources for you. So fill out that response card as you leave, and you're going to head back to, to your cabins to have discussion. Thanks for coming, guys.